and you're feeling all alone only you to hold your own no one there to help you only there to hold you down so stop don't beat up yourself cause it's everyone else so don't look down look up Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to another exciting episode of Bridging the Gap, the show that is designed to bring teenagers and parents closer together by exploring and actually talking about the battles that they're both facing in everyday life. We're not going to dawdle around today, folks, and I want to bring my co-host in straight away. So without further ado, Jojo, how are you doing today? Fabulous. How are you, John? I am doing really well today. Yes, the sun is shining, spring is here, and uh, I'm feeling really good, which is uh, which is really, really nice. What's been happening with you? It's been a while. It has been a while. It feels like it's been years. Mm. That's how I feel, because we, we usually, like this, um, it's been icy, snowy, cold, dreary, and it's bright, sunny, and beautiful. Oh, today. that's good. I have no complaints whatsoever. <laughs> the weather really can make a big change to how someone is feeling for sure. Um, and absolutely, I mean, it's exactly the same here. We've had some horrendous storms over the last three or four weeks, as I know you guys have as well. Um, but today it's glorious sunshine. It's like a spring day here. And, uh, you know, we're all ready to rock and roll with the show. So, uh, yeah, we've got some exciting topics to talk about, have we not, Joe? Oh my goodness, we always have exciting topics <laughs> to talk about. What are you talking about? But yes, we have another wonderful episode of fabulous needed topics. And I love how you mentioned the weather and people's moods because Madeline and I actually had that discussion on the way to school today. And she did not believe me that it will do it. And I was like, all right. I will, I will point out your mood come yep. the next every day. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, you know, when people are talking about the winter blues, you know, or and it's usually the cold, wet days, you know, when you look out the window and you know you've got to go to school, you know you've got to go to work, and it's like, oh, my goodness. You know, and there's times, folks, I work from home, as does Joe, and there's times that I look out the window, and if it's a miserable day, and, and, and you have so long of it, it's just draining. And I honestly believe the reason being is because our vitamin D level gets sapped. You know, over here in Scotland, we don't see the sunshine really that much in winter because we have the storms, we have the rain, wind and we have the rain and full of clouds. Um, so, you know, when sunshine does come, your skin gets full of that vitamin D, you're feeling good. Um, but, but yeah, that's that's a really, really awesome point for sure. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Seth. How are we going to start off today? Because we've got so many good topics. I don't know which one to start with. We do. We do. Have you got one on your list that's jumping out that you think, oh, yes, we really, really want to tackle that one first? 
you know, I think the first one needs to be the changes in the years to come and how mm. to address them, expect them, and to adapt to them and with them. I think that's a really good uh, place to begin because as you and I were talking about off air, you know, there are a lot of changes that's going on. Folks that have been watching the, the show over the last couple of weeks will have heard Joe and I talking about, you know, um, the meta year, uh, the metaverse that's coming around and how things are going to change there. But for a lot of people that don't know as well, and I'd be surprised if you didn't, all the stuff that's going on with Ukraine right now and all the stuff that's going on in Russia you know, there's a lot of fear and a lot of unrest because people, again, are focusing on this, you know, situation that's going on. And it's obviously very difficult um, not to hear about it in some way. Um, and I think, honestly, you know, the last thing I keep saying this to folks, it's like the last thing this planet needs right now after the last two years in particular is a war. Um, but that is one of the number one fears for probably about 40 or 50 percent of the teenagers but more into the 17 80 percent of adults right now and i know obviously you guys have been talking about that as well uh before we got on air that's obviously what we were talking about what are your thoughts regarding what's happening joe um as far as everything um and i'm gonna say overseas because that is just yeah. you know overseas for us but um i'm not even sure where to be located for you but it, you know that's 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 <laughs> going sideways um but I will say that when everything first came about a few days ago, of course, we've been hearing about it. We've been mm -hmm. hearing about it. And so if we hear about something so many times, I want to stress, don't let it be a surprise to you yeah. when it does happen. And that's what I had to talk to my daughter about. Mm -hmm. um, but again, and you and I said this, history always repeats itself. Yeah. And so if you're told something, you're told something, you need to expect it to happen but you don't need to let it interrupt and destroy you and your child's day to day. Yes. That's very important. Um, but when it happened, I told my daughter and it was obviously probably not a wise decision at that time. Um, but she, she was almost in tears thinking that it's going to be another world war. And if it is, I, Lord, I hope not. It's out of our individual control. Um, so we do need to stress that to them. Um, but I think the most important thing to take away from this is the point that history always repeats itself. So we need to teach our children not to let their history repeat itself. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's really, really good. Uh, you know, expanding a little bit, obviously, on history repeating itself. You can look through pretty much any, you know, century. Let, let's go with, with 100 years. Um, because you look through any hundred years in our modern history, so 2000 years back, um, and there has always been some form of war, some form of conflict somewhere, you know, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, uh, you know, the Peloponnesian Wars, um, you know, it, it literally just goes on and on back to the 1800s into Greece and the, uh, um, the, the name's just gone out of my head, but all the different but all the different wars that have been going on, you know, these things are happening. And what it comes down to, folks, when it's really broken down is two things. The first thing is, you know, people's deluded idea of, you know, power. And this is what this is about. It's power, you know, and it's power by force. Well, it doesn't take a genius to work out that if you're taking power by force, that if someone's got a little bit more force than what you have, they can also accumulate that same power by just being a little bit more dominant over you. And um, 
you know, the second thing is, you know, it's, as Joe rightly said, you know, we can't, let me scratch that, reverse that a little bit. It's important not to allow one small thing, because that's all it is. It's in, in retrospect, it's actually a really small thing, you know, in the overall story of what's happening right now, you know, but yet it's being played over and over and over again by the media, by and how much of it's true by the media, that's what you've got to be concerned about as well, and, and being aware of that. But most importantly, you've got to understand if you can't control it, there's no point worrying about it. And if you can control it, well, there's no point worrying about it either, because if you can control it, do something about it. If you can't control it, then you don't need to worry about it. And I know that might sound like a really stupid attitude, especially here in 2022, but answer me this, you know, are you going to be of best service to someone or something or to a cause if you're worried, if you're stressed out your brain, if you're going absolutely nuts, or if you're absolutely sober-minded, that you're actually thinking levelly, because you're looking at this and saying, okay, this is a reflection of, you know, a Russian president's mindset, because of how he's been conditioned, because how they've been conditioned. Um, you know, that's what this is. It's a reflection of what he believes to be correct. Um, you know, so I think it's, it's really important, you know, again, not to allow your mind and emotions to, to get away with you, but equally, I completely understand as well when, you know, when you know the history as well of World War One, World War Two, you know, Vietnam, all the different wars that are there, you know, it's never good. And, um, it, it's, it's tragic in some ways that somebody's expression of their own lives you know, is, is being used for this. So that's, I suppose, my initial thoughts right now. <laughs> yes, well, that, that's exactly right. And I think it's really important that once you get your emotions under control, you help your child to get their emotions under control, take a step back, look at everything logically, say, okay, we want to help. What can we do to help? Yeah. Do yeah. these families have clothes? Do they have this, that, or another? Mm -hmm. So then that is a time that you and your child can grow together yes. and, and, and use it to benefit and help somebody else and really make a difference. Yeah. And, and that is a fantastic thing to say. I mean, something else you said there that I want to pull up on is, is the whole thing about emotions. Um, because certainly here in the Western world, certainly in the UK and the US, you know, people are ruled by their emotions a lot of the time. And it's your emotions that I, I, I was thinking about this after the show we did last week, that your emotions are good indicators as to how you're feeling, what's going on. And they're going to give you indicatory signals one way or another, but you do not, must not, should not ever be ruled by your emotions because they can be very fickle things. Uh, you know, some days when you're feeling a little bit sad, you know, your emotions are telling you that there's something tragically wrong. Oh, my goodness, you know, the whole world's ending, if you have that kind of mindset. And that's, again, a more extremist view, but this is what can happen. So it's really important, um, as we've said in, in a number of different shows, and a number of different things, that, that you are aware of your own mindset, that you're aware of your own self. You know, the most um, amazing human computer or the most amazing supercomputer is the human body. What it's capable of is absolutely phenomenal. But the interesting thing is the majority of people have no idea either how to use it. So you get young teenage girls and young teenage guys that go out and booze it up and, and get it all drunk. And then they wonder why they're, you know, 60 pounds overweight, um, you know, or, or they go around, you know, living all sorts of crazy lives. And they wonder why they're really hating themselves and they feel rubbish inside. 
Well, it's because your body is trying to tell you, look, there's something wrong here. I know I'm digressing slightly, um, but it's, no, it, um, it, you're great. It, but it's, it is the importance, I think, of, you know, again, that emotional awareness, the, the emotional intelligence, the, the self-mastery, you know, all, all of the stuff that's there, um, you know, and, and you don't need a doctor for this. You don't need a pill for this. You know, you need to actually be able to, you know, to, to deal with your own stuff. And I'm saying this as someone who has been there even recently where you feel, you know, oh my goodness, everything's just falling apart. And, and it's not, it's just how we are perceiving the situation at the time. Um, and it's the same with what's going on right now. You know, the Ukraine, you know, yes, don't wrong. And I do not, you know, dismiss it by any point. It is a horrific thing of what's going on right now. And one person's expression, I can't fathom the mindset, but equally there are, 175 other countries you know that are in the world right now that there's some amazing stuff going on so it's so important not to get yourself really bogged down by what's there because otherwise your mind will literally become you know that toxic environment um which is obviously reflected in a lot of people's minds right now and i want to kind of build off of that real quick <laughs> and, and and say us as parents, it's not only our job to monitor our emotions, it's our job to attempt. Of course, we'll never do it 100% perfectly every time, but we need to monitor our children's emotions. But there's always a but. You do not try and correct your child's emotions when your emotions are not corrected first. Correct. Yeah. Always I, correct yourselves first yeah. and then your child's. Definitely, because it's like the biblical passage that says, you know, if, if you're trying to pick a, a you know, a plank out of so, or a thorn out of somebody else's eye, you, you want to move the, the two by four that's in your room. I'm paraphrasing that, but, uh, you know, and it is important because people, I think people and children and teenagers and, and everyone that you have around you, they see what you do more than what you see. And if you're just saying, well, you know, you shouldn't be feeling like this, but you're flying off the handle all the time, then they've got right and jurisdiction to come back and say, well, mom, dad, granny, grandpa, whoever, you, you're telling me I shouldn't be feeling like this, but yet you're exploding and being even worse than I am. So you, again, this isn't just for teenagers and kids. I keep saying this to folks. I was like, this isn't just a show for teenagers and kids. It's everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And, oh, I had a, such a wonderful point off of that. Um, Mm. I don't know to come back to me, but that was, that was so powerful what you just said. Um, and it's so important. Mm. Um, man, that was a good point. It'll come back to me. <laughs> we, we have these things. There was one point that, that I was holding on to desperately while you were talking on, and I was just like, I need to make sure I hold on to this. I know I've, I'm trying to write it all down. And <laughs> the one time I don't, that's, that's when it goes. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you on that. But it is, I mean, it is so important that, you know, we, we do, you know, take care of our own inner engineering, our own self-mastery, because we cannot control anything or anyone else. We can only control ourselves. Jill's just remembered her point. Go for it. I did. I did. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I, it's, it's piggybacking off of what you said about your children have every right to say, well, this, that, and another. You're, yeah. you're the example, because we are the example, mm -hmm. not just to our children, but to everybody around us, because people are always watching you, even when you don't think they are. Um, but if your child comes to you in a proper way, in my opinion, this is how we operate in my home. If I tell her she should have done something this way or no, you, you get where I'm going. 
if she can come back with a valid rebuttal and deliver it mm. properly yeah. without getting upset, I have no reason yeah. to not say you're right because you build that confidence in them, but you show them how to get that point across properly. I absolutely agree, you know, and, and I think it, it, it's been a mindset of parents for a long time, almost that, you know, well, I'm the parent, you know, you do what I say rather than what I do. That was something I learned very, very early on in youth ministry was if you want a successful youth group where they're going to come back week after week and bring their friends and everything, you've got to be willing to listen. And you've got to be willing to say, hmm, not necessarily, oh, well, I'm wrong in this, but that's a different point of view. I never considered that before. And not in a condescending way, but actually, you know, I, I can say but and, and actually praise them for it and say, you know what, that was actually a really good point of view that, that you had made there. You know, because I'm not seeing through their eyes. Is it possible? Absolutely. You know, when you're channeling spirit and everything, absolutely. But can you always see through other people's eyes, you know, in every single day? Yeah. Do you? Probably not. You know, because we're so busy with everything that's going on, it can be very difficult, obviously, to just take that breath and that time. Um, so absolutely. I want to piggyback, Joe. Actually, we're, we're building a lot today. But this is something actually that is really important, I think, for everybody, full stop, is um, being on social media when you're feeling bad. I see this. We've frozen a little bit there. Hang on. There we go. We're back. We froze Sorry, for a second. Sorry, I froze for a second. <laughs> but I was agreeing the whole time. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, because, I mean, we, we obviously are on social media so much. Um, I'm actually on social media a lot less these days, which is actually quite pleasant. Um, but one of the things that I find really interesting is the amount of teenagers and, you know, parents that are going to be on social media when they're feeling bad, they're feeling rubbish. What you said about people are always watching, even if you don't think they are. For me, for you, obviously, you know, being public figures, I guess you'd say, um, you know, that's something I'm always really aware of. And I know, you know, again, last week was a prime example. I wasn't on very much for a variety of reasons, but I know when I'm not feeling my best or my mind is not aligned the way that I want it to, if I open my mouth, there is a very grave danger and a very real danger that I'm going to say something that I'm going to look back on and think, hmm. That's, you know, that's not something that I would have said. That's not something I should have said. Um, I personally am aware of that because, you know, what often can happen is, that, and again, people don't realize this, once you've said it, it's out there and it stays out there, uh, you know, and, and yes, you can delete it, but it's like, guys, you know, you, you, you know, social media is not a platform for airing your dirty laundry, especially when you're angry, because you're going to say things that are, you know, potentially legally uh, binding issues. Um, did you know that, Joe, actually, that if you write something on social media, it is actually in a court of law here in the UK, probably in the US as well, it, it can actually be used as evidence in court, um, which people don't realize as well. Absolutely, I did know that. Um, and you're right, here in the US as well. Um, it, also, it probably. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and you're, you're right, don't air your dirty laundry. You don't want to get caught into a situation where you reacted instead of responded properly yeah. um and then we're going to teach our kids to do so as well um but that doesn't just help in the social media aspect it helps in your day-to-day because -day you yeah. constantly have to be um 
analyzing and assessing yeah. how you're doing, how they're doing. It's a constant, I'm not gonna say battle, mm -hmm. but it's a constant, as chore came to mind, I can't think of anything positive. I, I would <laughs> go with awareness. There we go, yeah. yes. And so important. And the yeah. sooner that people learn that and just really resonate with it and, and wrap their heads around it, the easier that their day-to-day -day is gonna mm -hmm. be. Yeah. Um, now, you're right. When you say something, it is there. Now, and that's not just in writing. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it might not hold up in a court of law, but I had an instance with someone that I represented. They were going to go against somebody, and that person just said the word drugs. Right. Not that he is actually using them, obviously, or he wouldn't be competing. <laughs> But everybody still heard that word and it stuck with them, true or not. And it's followed that that mm -hmm. kid for a, a matter of years and yeah. for no reason, just because that one person wanted to say that word. Um, so our words are powerful, not just for ourselves, but for other people. And that is so important as well. See, the, the thing is, and, that, and that's a fantastic point, again, to, to you know, I, I suppose really pull out is... Uh, years ago i mean i was involved with a situation that you know even though the person wasn't of sound mind at the time wasn't and again without going into details I'm, I'm trying to be very careful here but wasn't of sound mind at the time you know and, and there was a lot of things that were going on in that person's life it was still something that stuck and that was something that a minister and i we had a conversation about it it said look even though the situation may have been dealt with even though the situation now may be over the you know what still sticks and you got to be very careful about that because it takes only seconds to break down your reputation to break down your character and people will believe that about you um even if it isn't true so little, little tidbits of uh, of wisdom and knowledge here as we go along all sure. human beings would rather believe something that's not true than yeah. is true i yeah. firmly yeah. believe that yeah um, oh yeah it doesn't even matter if it's absolutely terrible. They want to believe the worst before the good. Yeah. Um, but I suggest if we all expect the worst, let's expect the good too, right? Why not? <laughs> I, I genuinely feel though that people, as I observe them, you know, it, it's it's almost like they find it easier, and it probably is easier in the, in this day and age to be more negative and miserable because again how we're conditioned, I will use this over and over again, folks, how we're conditioned, we're actually conditioned to be negative. Again, we've talked about it in the games, we've talked about it on social media, we've talked about it in, you know, TV and films and, and you know, fill in the blank. Um, we are conditioned that way uh, to be negative, but not on this show. <laughs> As you can tell, that's not what we do. No, surprise yourself and decide to condition yourself to be positive. And Correct. Every and teach your children the same way because you you do choose you know every decision you have made has brought you to where you are right now simple as that amen man we covered a lot <laughs> and we're only like 20 minutes into the show but actually joe i think well well people are digesting that we're going to take a quick time out folks uh because i want to tell you about uh a side of business that joe and i are working in if you're a business person, you have probably spent a number of time, a number of hours and, and, and a lot of money on your website. And I'm probably going to guess that it may not be working for you exactly as you would like it to be. The majority of websites, actually statistics show that 95% of websites, people 
pour a lot of money into end up not working, costing them a lot more money, and the business actually ends up going bankrupt. If you are struggling with your website right now, what I want you to do is head to thebattleswealthface.com forward slash fix my website, or just click that link in the caption section below, and you will head to a website page that is designed to help you fix your website. Joe and I, we sit there and we basically go through websites and we can see what works and what doesn't work. So I'm going to give you a little freebie here, folks. A website is designed to fix a problem. The faster you can convince your audience that you are able to fix that problem, the faster you're going to make a sale. So for example, if you're a plumber, they don't want to know about, you know, well, we were, you know, established in 1806 by my great, great grandpappy, you know, and they want to know, can you fix Madame Leak? If you can fix Madame Leak, you're going to get my business. If you can't, and I can't understand what you're saying, we're going to go elsewhere. So um, fix my website. We help you fix your website. And we've got three different tier options that we can do. We can do quick options. We can do intermediate, or we can work with you or your team one-on-one. -on -one, and we spend a half day doing this. So it's at thebattleswealthface.com forward slash fix my website or simply clicking that comments or the caption section below and get your website fixed today because it doesn't make sense to pour in $25,000 and for it not to work. It's a waste of money. Make sure you get your website fixed. With that in mind, Joe, let's uh, let's continue on our roller coaster ride into wherever we end up. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I thought I was really holding on to that. Um, so yes, thank you, John, for, 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 for saying that and, and getting that out there. Um, so important. Yeah. Won't yeah. even go, go any more on there because if you're a business owner and you have a website, you know why it's important. So. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all a story. Okay. You just got to bring your customers into it. That's right. And we would love to show you how, but back to business. <laughs> um, now I want you to help me explain this one. If you don't mind, John. And it's about the divine spirit within. Okay. Um, and which direction you want to go with this? Because there's so many ways we could go. Okay. Yeah. And we probably I, will. <laughs> yes. You know, the, I mean, we piggyback off things, folks. So if you've got a question right now, we want to let you know, put it in the comment section below um, next week or whenever we can definitely be getting to that. Um, the divine spirit is basically the you that you are within. Um Here's, here's a little thing for you, because I know a lot of people at this point will be like, okay, this is getting a little bit freaky, a little bit weird. Guys, you don't need to worry about this. It's basically just your inner core. It's who you are. Um, so if, you, if you've ever studied a thing called quantum physics, um, bear with me, because it, it gets a little bit out there, but it's really cool at the same point. You can take the weight of a 95-year-old grandmother who is literally on death's door on her deathbed. Okay. And she might weigh 135 pounds. Okay. The moment that she dies, her weight is then taken again. Why? I don't know. Maybe you don't get into heaven unless your weight has been taken and they can fax it up to the pearly gates. No idea. They still deal with fax machines up there. Who knows? Um, but the crazy thing about it is she will still weigh 135 pounds, which means the you that you are doesn't weigh anything. It's basically, you know, this flesh and bone and, and this body and stuff. And you know, I think as you explore this more and the power that you have within you and in your mind um, and your own being, you begin to realize, actually, wait a minute, I'm capable of some really, really cool stuff. 
Joe, your daughter, you, you've told me stories before that your daughter was able to sign, uh, and we, we're talking about sign language here, folks, um, when she was a child. But as she got older, she forgot how to do that. Am I correct? Yes, she was extremely good at it, um, starting from about six months old. Okay. So the reason I bring this up, folks, is because what I genuinely, I suppose I have a knowing of, or right? I certainly have a, you know, a, a belief of, uh, but more specifically a knowing uh, difference there. Anyway, but the whole thing about it is there's times that I, th- that I really feel that we are divine. We've just forgotten it. And like Joe described about her daughter, it's almost like a, a skill, a being, a knowing that if we don't use we forget how to, but more importantly, in the world that we're living in, you know, people will just say, well, you know, this is all there is, you know, it, you're here, your flesh, your bone, you know, all of that. If that is the case, then answer this for me. Where do you experience everything? Where do you, if, you, if you stub your toe, where do you experience it? You got an idea for me, Joe? You know, this, this thing keeps popping in my head. And I like that I just used that one thing that it keeps popping in my head because there was a, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure which term to correctly use. We're just gonna say there's a seminar given. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically said, okay, don't say anything, but I want you to hear certain words in your head mm-hmm. to where you actually can hear it. Because if you say blue, but you don't say it out loud, you still hear blue in your mind. Yep. Well, if, if that's not our divine spirit or however we want to refer to it as, then what are we hearing? Absolutely. And, the and crazy that is something that keeps ringing in my brain. Well, well, the, the whole thing is that it, it, that's what we call divine inspiration. You know, that's what inspiration is or to be inspired. It means in spirit. You know, a number of authors and writers and artists and musicians and actors, Robin Williams will tell you this, uh, Dan Brown will tell you this, you know, that when you are writing and you are inspired, it means that you are in spirit, which means that the majority of things flow. As Joe, you know, and I have talked about a number of times, I'm working on a book right now that within 11 days, I had done the first draft from start to finish. Um, and it flew, you know, it literally flew right out of me and I couldn't stop it. Um, wherever you feel things though, it's all happening inside of you. You stub your toe. You don't feel it in your toe. You feel it inside of you. When you feel love, you don't feel it externally. You feel it inside of you. You know, when you are blessed with, you know, $500, you don't sit there and think, oh, wow, I'm blessed with $500. Looking at it, you feel the emotion (laughs) inside. So that means that everything is happening within you. Um, and I think if I can give any comfort to anybody, because I know there was uh, a question that was asked off air of me with, with regards to, you know, death and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Firstly, I don't, these days, I don't believe that there is a death. I just believe that there's a changing of worlds, which means that if we are a divine spirit, it means we always have been. We, we always have been and always will be. Um, you know, it, it's that core essence that unites us. And that's why I firmly believe that we are all one that when a person is arrested, it's not the physical form that's arrested, that the, the person's spirit is the thing that's arrested. Um, you know, when you fall in love with a person, it's usually maybe because of how they look, but it's usually because of the connection there, if you understand relationships properly. Um, and it's because of their spirit that's there. It's because of their divine energy and, and everything. Um, so that's, you know, I think 
that's where obviously you know you know a lot of people now are talking about yoga and meditation and 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 spiritual awareness the, the best thing that i could say you know for anybody that's interested in developing this uh, and if you are struggling with this again you can get in touch with us at the battleswheelface.com this is something that we can certainly help with um you know but the best thing that i would say is don't try and force it just listen and you know sometimes just in the listening you will be amazed at <laughs> what happens but don't just ignore the thoughts when they come so that's i suppose I, I, i'm hoping that answers part of the question at least <laughs> absolutely and i but I, I want to be very clear with, with everybody on this it doesn't matter what your belief as far as your religion if it's god you know the bible says god is within us mm -hmm. or you know so on and so forth with each religion it all states that you have the ability within you yeah. um and so we're not preaching to you about your beliefs but we're telling you that you have it within you yeah. <laughs> and, that's the thing you know i mean you know because again i've had this conversation with you know both um believers and non-believers you know and, and then when you point them to parts in in the bible or in the quran or, or wherever um but specifically with christians that's more where my background was and where i worked you know when, when Jesus said, you know, these things you have seen, but you can do greater things than I. It basically means that you have the exact same spirit that was put into Jesus, that was put into Buddha, that was put into Allah, Muhammad, fill in the blank, you know, Vishnu. Um, you know, you have that same spirit within you. It's just a lot of the time people are either too terrified or they don't believe. And sometimes it's just a case of, okay, this is what I have. Let's do this. And sometimes your greatest ideas come when you just sit there and listen, you know, and you don't have, you don't have, you don't have to struggle. That, I think that's what I want people to take away most of all from this section is you do not have to struggle all the time. Um, because I think that was one of the things that I found when I'm forcing things and trying to make things happen, you know, I'm not acting in spirit. I'm acting more out of my ego because I'm trying to make things happen. Whereas when I actually, take some time back and and sit back and actually calm myself and relax and you know again pay attention to my own inner engineering then that's when stuff really starts to happen and as long as you can stay in that that's where you know that's to me where that's where the greatest things really are accomplished yes 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 and john you know me that's something i struggle with um but i cannot tell you how many movies i watched this past week Good three or four, and I have gotten more accomplished yeah. this past week than I would have two, three weeks yeah. of just pushing, 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 trying to force everything to happen. And you cannot force it. It just knocks you backwards. Yeah. If you just trust in yourself, trust in your belief system, but just trust what is within you and that you're okay where you're at. You're content, but not complacent. And it'll come just like yeah. when you lose your keys, you find them when you stop looking for them. That's it. You know, and I, and I sometimes find that, you know, the chapters that I've been trying to write or the painting that I've been trying to do, you know, they often come, you know, or the techniques come, you know, so easily when I stop and when I focus again inward, because I'm, I'm seeking, um, you know, inspiration, I'm seeking guidance from the divine. Um, you know, the divine knows exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. And people will argue and they'll shout and scream and they'll say, well, why won't God give it me? Why won't God give it me? Well, think about it like this. Would you give your child something if they spoke to you like that? I'm guessing probably not because they're not asking in the right heart, in the right mind. You know, I was thinking just before actually we came on to this show, 
Um, but I, I, you know, had a number of health issues throughout my life. And I was genuinely thinking just how easy it is to be grateful. And I'll give you a prime example. You know, if you've got colitis, you're thankful for a day that you can go for, a, for an ablution or to the toilet, you know, without feeling that someone is trying to set your intestines on fire. You know, if you've had ulcers in your mouth, you're thankful that, you know, you can eat and chew without feeling like your face is going to burst. And I know this is stuff is gross, but it's very painful. You know, if, if you have had lower back problems or sciatic nerve problems, you, you know, Joe, obviously you, you've, uh, you and I have both had, you know, issues with this. We both talk about this, you know. <laughs> you're thankful for days that you can walk without crippling pain. It doesn't take a lot to be thankful. And guess what? The more thankful you are, the more gratitude that you have, the more is then given to you because you got to focus on what it is that you want as opposed to what it is that you don't want. Um, <laughs> simple as that. This, this stuff really isn't difficult. I think honestly, though, how it's been taught uh, for so many years and uh, we were doing a show, I think on Thursday night, whether the guy, uh, Dr. Tommy John, was saying the exact same thing. It's like the amount of coaches that are out there that are proselytizing and profiteering and doing all of this stuff. And all they're doing is confusing people and uh, really tying people up just to keep them as a client. You know, and that's one of the things that obviously we talked about. And one of the things that I practice the most is I don't want you as a client for years on end. If you want me to be and you're building, great. But I don't do the whole client thing. I don't want to do the whole client thing because I'd rather just give you the answer. That's it. I'd rather just give you the answer, point you to the root cause, and then see you succeed and grow as opposed to, oh, you got to take a pill, you know, so. Right. Well, you know, we've been trained throughout our lives that life is supposed to be difficult. Mm -hmm. And so if something is shown to us in an easy way, we don't believe it. Yeah. It's too easy. It's too good to be true. Um. And that's why you have all these courses and people are like, I got to go do this. I got to go do mm. that. But they're more confused than anything yep. because they're just feeding you information when really it's just so simple. You just have to accept it and apply it. Yeah. And so with the gratitude thing, yes. Oh my goodness. And something that I recommend is that parents, adults, whatever, everybody needs to take 10 Say whatever you're thankful for, and you will feel your entire yeah. being change. Now, my mentor 10 years ago gave me a quote unquote gratitude rock. Now, it's literally something he picked up in his driveway and brought it to me. And for six years, I carried that in my pocket every single day. And whenever I stuck my hand in my pocket, mm -hmm. it reminded me to say what I was grateful for. So if you got to do something like that, do it. But yeah. it's so important to verbalize and remind yourself why we're grateful. Yeah, definitely. So, yes. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, I think, because you're furthering that a little bit. You know, I think what I observe now, I think probably more than ever um, in terms of the business world is, you know, well, you got to do this and you've got to be working, you know, 23 and a half hours of the day and, and you got to do this, you got to do that. And if, if you're not succeeding, you're not progressing. And I just stopped the other day and I thought, I wonder how many mental breakdowns, you know, the majority of these people have or, ha or, are, or are having secretly, um, you know, and, and, you know, if they're not fine, wonderful, great, amazing for them. For me, 
you know, I sat there last week and I was like, dude, you need to take some time off because what you're writing right now is just sapping the energy out of you. What you're immersing yourself in, although it's going to be powerful for a lot of people that are there and that read it, at the same point, you know, it, it's it is a dream, you know, and then it's it's I I, I liken these things actually um, to almost like jumper leads that are attached to us, and each one we have drains some energy. So you might have an, a family drain, and then an extended family drain, and then you might have you know your kids needing to go to soccer or whatever, and then you might have a work drain, and then you might have you know your, your passion drain, and everything is just you've only so much energy that's there. So you got to really prioritize. And I sat there and I genuinely sat and I thought, you know what, what would, you know, we're doing great for money. Um, you know, I can afford to take a couple of days off to let my brain heal more than anything else. Um, and again, that is where the importance, and this is me saying it to you folks, that is where the importance of inner engineering, being aware of how you are feeling, what is going on, listening to your body. You know, we've got to really get away from this, well, I just got to push through. I just got to push through. You know, I'm, I'm feeling physically sick, you know, or, or my, my leg has fallen off, you know, but oh, I'm just going to push through. And it's like, no, guys, because and, and I said this to my dad all the time. I was like, will they thank you for your service when you're dead? No, they'll replace your sorry behind probably maybe two days after you've been after you've retired or after you've snuffed it. Well, the other, you know, that's how companies work. You are a cog in a machine. You got to take care of you because no one else will. Yes, 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 yes. And you know, y'all, he's not just saying that to, to y'all, he's saying it to myself, he's saying it to himself. And that's another thing that we have to remind ourselves mm. of. And I am incredibly guilty of being like, I can just push through, I can just push through to the point of making myself sick, like like John says. And I remember when I, I told you last week, I think I was like taking a few days off you yeah. were like thank goodness yes. Yes. <laughs> you drive everybody nuts around you too when you're going nuts oh, yeah. inside you're driving everybody else nuts as well because yes. <laughs> the crazy thing is you know when you are not um at your best or, or level as i call it um yes there are going to be things that come along that knock you off course but again the more you can be aware of you what's going on inside you, what kind of life that you are living and, and ultimately what want to live, the more you're going to be aware of how you respond to people, you know, and, um, you know, it, it's something that last week, you know, was, was a really shaky point for me because it was like, okay, what the heck's going on here? And literally I had that conversation where I just felt, you know, this is me, <laughs> you know, that's like, the whole world's just crumbling around me you know what's going on what's happening changing weather is it food is it you know and again then you start analyzing and evaluating and saying what's actually going on in your head what have you been studying what have you been listening to who have you been surrounding yourself with you know and it is important to ask those questions because that's where you're going to get to the root of the problem um and when again when you get to the root you don't need to take pills you don't need to you know Pills oftentimes are the easiest option, but they lead to so many complications down the line. Um, and, uh, you know, like I say, sometimes it's just a couple of days off and you might say, well, I, I couldn't take a couple of days off. Yes, you can. You create your life exactly as you want it. <laughs> you know, like it or not, it doesn't matter where you live. If you turn around to me and say, well, you know, I just need to take a couple of days off, take a couple of days off. You know? And we don't want our children to think they can't do something. So we don't put that limitation on ourselves either. Cause we're setting that example. Yeah. Um, 
but I want to go backwards just a smidge go for it. Um, to what you said about the different draining sections, mm. whether it be work, family, whatnot. Now, say you take those few days off, but you're still just like, you, you go, 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 we'll just say grandma, whatever. Mm. And you just feel your entire being just go, oh, or whatever, go to work. You need to stop and evaluate because only you have to live with those feelings. Yeah. Nobody else, as far as internally, because you're the only one living your life, is that something that you want to feel every day? Because you have the control of who, what, when, where, and how is in your life and controlling your emotions yeah. all the time. Yeah. So if something is just, oh, it's because you're allowing it to do so and not mm -hmm. taking the proper steps to um, getting rid of it, really, yeah. if we're just honest. We're I, I think, so I was just going to say, I think we covered something similar in episode one, which was all about boundaries and the importance of setting them. Um, funny story, actually, just, just while we're talking about this, because it just came into my head. There was a lady that asked me the other day, oh, you know, are you enjoying your time off and everything? And, uh, and I said, yeah, you know, I said, I don't necessarily feel like I'm, I've found my groove. I'm starting to find my groove again this year, which is nice, um, specifically today. But uh, she said, I've, I've got a question for you. What would happen if, you know, you, after four days of taking time off, you know, you just came back and you didn't, you still didn't feel right. I said, simple. I would take another four days off. And she's like, again, gobsmacked. You know, it's like, but, but how can you do that? You know, you're, you're you know, the CEO of, of your own organizations and your business and everything. And I said, yeah. But at the end of the day, I have number one shaped and built my life that way. Um, again, we can choose this. Um, but secondly, you know, I, I factored in that, you know, God forbid anything seriously happened to either myself or my wife, you know, we've got money in the bank that will see us through at least two years of zero work, which is, you know, again, because we built that up over the last 10 years, you know, because I was like, you just never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to We don't live extravagant lifestyles. I live a very simple lifestyle. Um, as, you, as you probably gathered but yeah and, and that was it you know and she said well what about if you didn't feel good after you know eight days and I'm like if I don't feel good after eight days then there's something majorly wrong because it means either I'm not doing something that I need to be doing again being aware of your own inner engineering self-mastery um, or it means that something is going on around me that I need to take care of um, and uh, you know again you have the power and control and people say, oh yeah, but, but if I took, you know, 10 days off, I'd lose my job. It's like, if you're really good at your job, do you really think that you couldn't go? We, we actually had a letter from a minister friend of ours this morning that said they were taking the entire month of March off. And I was like, you can actually, you know, opt for these things. You've just got to know that you can do it and say, look, am I really good at my job? Do I really enjoy my job? If, if you don't, and, and they're not willing to give you that amount of time off, then you probably shouldn't be there in the first place. Exactly, because your time's valuable, your energy's valuable, your health's valuable, yep. but it's more valuable to yourself than anybody else. Yeah. Um, but if they don't value all of that as well, your employer or whoever, your family, then something needs to be addressed yeah. in a tactful, appropriate way. Definitely, because um, you cannot build anything successfully if you are, you know, again, burnt out, feeling rubbish. And like Jill was saying, if you're trying to force something, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on a chapter at the moment that's, it's a bigger chapter and, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, does this damn thing make actually any sense? So I walked away from it when I was feeling really burnt out, really tired. 
and I'm ready to come back to it. So that's. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> but you need to have everything because you know me, I'm obsessed with editing and adjusting pictures and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll focus in on it for hours. And then when I step back, I'm like, that is terrible. <laughs> but if I would have stopped and, and taken a step back yeah. 30 minutes into it, I could have evaluated it properly, yeah. seen it from a different perspective, and then adjusted accordingly and not wasted so much time. Um, and, and that goes it. Yeah, 100%. Ah, I'm loving today. I'm having a blast, <laughs> John. Um, and I'm just going to throw out there, happy birthday to a certain somebody. Absolutely, um, yes. It is my wife's birthday us, today. All the, the, the watchers everybody we had a lot of people actually that were saying happy birthday it is uh, it's a lot of people's birthday today actually did you know it's tony robbins 62nd birthday today um which is really bizarre we've got several people that are either watching the show or that their kids will be watching the show that it's their birthday today as well so folks if it is your birthday and we obviously the first of march now uh, heading into spring want to wish you happy birthday uh 47 minutes into the show <laughs> hey we're all good with this and y'all I'm, I'm just gonna throw this out here because you know this is something that I, I feel strongly about is telling people happy birthday when it's their birthday making their day special um even if you know them or not yeah. so so many people we don't know like for instance on our social media or, or whatnot but if you see it's their birthday you don't have to do anything extravagant just send them a happy birthday and you have no idea, and we won't go into detail, how that can change somebody's entire day because you don't know, you're not in their shoes, you don't know what they've experienced throughout their life and how they really feel about that day. So take this next month and I challenge everybody each day, Everybody that you know it's their birthday, make sure you just reach out and just send a little happy and just see the type of reactions you get and how it really helps you feel as well. Because the amazing so, thing about it, yeah, because the amazing thing about it is when when you put it out there, when you put either great, you know, gratitude, you put positive stuff out there, you're building, you know, and, and here's a challenge. If, you know, Joe's give you a challenge. I'm going to give you a challenge. But this is more of a, of a you challenge. When you are feeling angry, frustrated, peed off, you know, all the negative emotions, just notice how weak you feel. When you are feeling happy, grateful, thankful, like Joe was saying, you reach out and help somebody else, you feel a lot stronger. And uh, again, it's a scientific observation as well, but you can, you can see it in your own life. And you can see the power that uh, the, the positive emotions actually play in your life. So there's a little side thing. Gosh, so you're getting all kinds of stuff from us today, but this is all good. So man, y'all should be lucky. We're just so happy that y'all can hit, hit rewind at some point and Absolutely. go back and watch it again. I hope y'all do. And <laughs> if you have not, this is my rule on the other show as well. If you have not liked and shared with five of your closest friends, do it right now. And then I want you to like it and share it with 10 people that you just cannot stand. Yeah. And bug them. <laughs> I doesn't matter. But you share it, but you're going to at least those people that you don't like, they're going to say they thought of me. And then the next time you run into them, see how their um, reaction is a little bit different just because they know that you took the time out to just share a two second button. <laughs> it's that amazing thing. You just never know how your 
joy, gratitude, whatever will impact someone else, which also then hopefully will snowball and continue building on as well. So moving on, Joe, what have we got? What have we got? All right, I've got all kinds of notes for the next episode <laughs> because I would not allow myself to venture off onto um, um, today. Um, so something that you and I had kind of talked about was the school system and the direction that it was heading. So I'm going to let you start off with that one because my notes are such chicken scratch. <laughs> I want to make sure <laughs> that it's phrased properly. Um Lord knows I've got all kinds of stuff I can say about school system. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you can see it from firsthand, obviously having a daughter. I've seen it firsthand, both being in it, but also uh, being a youth minister for 15 plus years, which you know was, was, was a great insight. So a couple of the things that I'm really noticing about the school system right now, I think, I think as we said last week, uh, I do genuinely believe that within our lifetime, the school system is going to change. Um, it's unfortunate it's taken this long for it to happen um, because I think how people are being educated really needs to be addressed because, again, it, it's it, the school system used to be, you know, okay, you go to school, you get an education, you go get a job, you're in that job for 40, 50 years, you retire, you die. That was your life. It was all pretty much planned out for you, unless you were going to be an entrepreneur and no one knew really at that time what you know an entrepreneur was. Um, whereas nowadays, obviously, the world has changed physically, scenarially, um, you know, in, in many different ways. And now you're having all of these different things. But the issue that you've got, I think a lot of the time is that children are not being equipped. Um, and again, folks, if you, if you disagree with this, please do feel free. This is just my observation and my perspective. But I do not believe that children are being equipped adequately for what is going on in the world. And that is one of the other areas that we're looking at developing over the next five years is an intern program uh, where people around the world, teenagers that are leaving school around the world, can come, they can work with us, they can you know, basically learn how to be, you know, in, in a job environment, in the scenario that's there, whether it's website development, whether it's business, whether it's marketing, whatever it is. Um, and this is certainly something that, that I really am passionate about. It's almost, again, this is where the title of this show came from. It's bridging the gap from school life to work life because they are very, very different things. And you're oftentimes just thrown out of school and expected to know how to operate in a work environment or in a university environment. And they are very, very different. Um, so one of the things that I think I observe the most, uh, I suppose from a psychological point of view, but also in the social scientists, um, is just how little is taught with regards to business, with sales and with marketing, um, which are the three fundamental skills I believe that teenagers need to know it doesn't matter what area you're going to. If you go into selling a product in work, if you go into you know healthcare and pharmaceuticals, you need to know how to sell. You need to know how to do business. If you go into entertainment, you need to do you know exactly the same. You need to be able to sell yourself. You need to be able to sell products. Um, you know whatever it is, these are three fundamental skills. And if if you want to add a fourth in there, it's the you know the the skill of communication. Um, so, so those are the, the, the main, I suppose, things that I really a attract my attention. The third is a little bit more concerning with how our societies are now built up. Um, and they're built up basically by people who can remember the most. That's all an exam is really, is it's a competition for who can remember the most. 
and you know people go to school they get labels you're a mathematician you're an english teacher you're a scientist you know you 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 know whatever um and all it is really is you know who can remember the most facts to me that's not an education an education is something that should change your life should transform you i know in schools that they do give a broad overview of subjects and and topics and things but like i say i i just think when you say that an education is you know well you pass this exam so you can go to to yale or to harvard or to oxford or cambridge but you didn't pass this so you can go to a technical college um and again people get uh, teenagers parents get so worked up and upset over exams and exam time like oh my goodness that's you know if if i if, if they don't pass this then that's the end of their lives um so that's that's like i say some of the observations that i have that, that i've personally picked up um i know a lot of the stuff that i do is now coursework based and assignment based um which again is is not exactly the best thing because you're just you know reciting someone else's views and opinions and everything joe how about yourself what what are your perspective and thoughts about this i just put so many notes um <laughs> so let me start off by saying when you started this discussion on this topic you said we see that the school system is going to change within the next five to ten years so i want everybody to absorb that because if we see it's going to change don't be surprised when it does and don't be one of those parents that kind of show their booty because um, that's not setting a good example for the children. Um, if you're not happy with how it is going now, um, and I'm speaking to myself on this as well, you have the ability and the means because yeah. you just have to choose to, to change it early. Um, but when it does change, if you haven't already changed it, you need to be able and ready for you and your children to adapt because it's going to be completely different um and a book that i suggest every parent reads with their child is who moved my cheese by spencer johnson um super simple books kind of silly but it shows what happens if you do not adapt mm. and change when things change and that's so important for um us as adults but even children to learn at an early age um as far as the curriculum, now I'm gonna do a little bragging for a second, take it or leave it, but my daughter, Madeline, is an exceptional child. She's, again, tested high in the country, top 1%, but that's testing. So I try not to put a whole lot of focus on it. She's been in extra classes, GT, this, that, and another. She doesn't like it. All she wants to do is she wants to focus on her interest and what brings her passion. And there's nothing wrong with that. I was the mother that never told my daughter a name of a college that was not an Ivy League school because I wanted to instill in her mind that she was going. Now I don't care or see the importance if her job does not require her to go to college, she does not have to. Um, I was in a way forced to go to college did not last very long and i went into the military um after that i went to trade school to where i was able to support and grow and then do whatever i wanted to and then i also didn't have that massive amount of debt afterwards mm -hmm. either now if your job does require college that's great the wonderful thing is we can all do whatever we want to do and our children can too and so it's important 
not to put our ideas onto our children and allow them to make every decision that they want to make, even if it's a bad one, let them learn from it. Make sure that they learn from it. Don't just let them screw it up and just kiss it in the wind, sorry, but make sure that they learn from it. Um, and even if you got to break out a, you know, I kind of told you so, <laughs> that's okay. Um, so that is so important. Like again, I told you my daughter's very exceptional. I know that she can do the work always. And she has wonderful grades. She brought home a B the other day. And I was just like, well, okay. I said, you know, what's going on here? And I just don't like it. But I wasn't upset mm -hmm. because she was honest with me and told me, I just don't like it. <laughs> I do great in everything else. It's just not my thing, mom. I'm still going to pass the fourth grade. <laughs> Is it the end of the world? No. Um, I do always suggest to, to push your children to do the best of, to their abilities, but if they're open and honest with you about why they didn't maybe reach their full potential, allow it to a certain extent because you're confirming, I'm just going totally sideways with this, but you're confirming and enforcing that they can share anything with you. Yes. And that's going to play a huge role down the road. And even now, um, back to the school system changing. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you're not happy with how it is now, I'm not. I mean, half the stuff, Maddie was virtual last year, all year, depressed, just could hated it. And she was literally depressed. And they're learning the exact same thing almost at the end of this school year in the next grade that she was learning at the first of the school year last year. She's bored. My children's bored. Um, so then you have to take the time, make an assessment as a parent, say, okay, do I pull them out here by themselves or do I let them go be with their friends? Maybe be a little bit of bored when they're doing their schoolwork but they're getting the social interaction. That's when we have to take that step back and analyze what's best for each individual child and each individual situation. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think that's, it's, it's an important thing because um, it, it's, it's almost like a forgotten practice seemingly uh, in 2022, how to be bored, you know, that's where your greatest moments of inspiration come from. But it's also when you are constantly on the go, on the go, on the go. That's where a lot of your ADHD, OCD, all that kind of stuff is coming from. Because you're, you're again, being conditioned that way. Um, you know, if, if nothing else, you're going to go to sleep tonight. You don't think it conditioned, conditioned, conditioned. <laughs> you know, you're rattling around your brain. But it's yeah. true. You know, it, it's, um, it's something I see, a, or I, I used to see a lot in the school system is you know the amount of kids that were on medication because they were so you know wired to the moon as they would say here um you know they were so hyper well because they've been conditioned that way and then when you try and slow them down you know it's like they, they physically can't do it um you know again you've got to unlearn and then recondition them uh to do some things but you know two things that you uh, rightly said joe the first one is we succeed in life at what we like that's why people coaches mentors gurus folks around the world will tell you do the thing that you love and that you enjoy i love to write i love to sing i love to paint i love a lot of things. i love to do business 
you know, Joe's got many things that she loves to do. She loves working with people. She loves talking to people. She loves being at events. She loves doing entertainment and so much more that's there. You know, it makes sense. Don't spend your life being miserable doing a job just for the sake of money. Because at the end of the day, all you will do, and this was a, I believe it was actually Rumi that said this, if you work for money, you will get up every day being miserable so you can go get a paycheck at the end of the week so you can return back on Monday to be miserable and go to work and get a paycheck and you do the exact same thing over and over and over for 40 years. To me, that is not an idea of fun or fulfillment at all. Um, you know, and, and the second thing is, you know, for, for me, you know, well, for all of us, actually, all of life is in transition. Exactly what Joe said is spot on. You know, we're always in transition. Everybody's trying to hold on to their youth or everyone's trying to hold on to these very things. And it's like, guys, don't just let it flow. You know, I don't look the same that I did when I was 19 or 10 or five or two. You know, my body's changed drastically. Um, you know, equally, you know, a house that hasn't yeah, been lived in. <laughs> But, you know, and, and we're not going to look the same, you know, when we're 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, you know, it, it doesn't stay the same and it's not meant to. That's why life is meant to be experienced. So don't try and hold on to the memories that you had 50 years ago. Go and make some new ones. Go and, you know, and figure it out. You know, what do you want to do? Don't sit there trying to hold on to the past because you're not designed to do that. And that goes for kids as well. So that's my thoughts. Well, to piggyback, um, <laughs> I was going to say it is good to make your child be bored, but it is great to make everybody be bored, even yourself, because that's when the creativity is allowed to blossom yeah. and you have no idea what inspiration might, might blossom, mm -hmm. what new idea, what you might spark an interest in your yeah. child that they might pursue for the rest of their life but it all starts with that mom i'm bored and then you just give them the phone yeah no well go find something to do go use your imagination because just like we said earlier same with the imagination if we don't use it it fades and then we lose our confidence in being able to create and that's where it starts and so if your child, you want them to go be a doctor, they say, oh, I want to go be a YouTuber. Allow them that chance. Allow them to prosper and succeed or to fail and learn. Mm -hmm. They're both okay. Yeah, absolutely. But they have to know and feel that it's okay. And that's mm -hmm. our job. And you, as an adult, a child or whatever, have to accept that it's okay. Because part of growth is failure and learning. There's no person that's reached the very top that can say that they've never had a failure or made a mistake. And we have to affirm that that's okay to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, one of the things I suppose that I look at this because that's one of the words that people are terrified of is the whole thought of failure. What about if I try this and it doesn't work? And it was one of my spiritual teachers that said, and I, and I love this, where he got it from, I don't know. Again, history repeats itself. It all comes down the line. But there are no failures. We just produce results. And what we do with the results, you know, is up to us. So if they want to go and be a doctor, why not be a YouTube doctor? Why don't you, because again, hey, you know, we've got a lot of, you know, doctors out there. But how many are actually on YouTube that can sit down and say, right, let's have this conversation more and more people are transferring their skills away from traditional services 
into you know their own avenues and their own areas and may i add if you take routes like that you're also teaching your child to eventually have multiple sources of income correct which yes. is so important. Yeah. Um, and that's something we can touch on next week because I've got a whole little section next week. Um, Absolutely. John doesn't even get to have a say so in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think financial intelligence is a big thing. Uh, and I think next week that would be fantastic to touch on um, because that is one of the areas that the school system is not. They're starting to, I think, in Canada. I don't know about the US. I don't think they're doing very much here in terms of financial intelligence. Um, but it is the the area, the area, I think that people need to know probably the most, because that is going to change within the next five to 10 years. Absolutely. And, you know, with the nonprofit, I'll just say real quickly, that's one thing that we had to add as a course, how to manage money, but not even that, how to write a check. Yes. Or how, yeah. to, how to pay your bill, how to go get your car taxed. Yep. Because all this you have to know, and if you don't have your mom and dad right there, who do you necessarily, who are you going to go to to ask? Absolutely. And if you didn't teach them as parents, if something does happen to you, what do you expect yeah. them to do? They're going to get an insecurity conditioned inside of them because they don't know what everybody else knows. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And, and again, it goes back to that thing of, you know, we, we can't just expect people to arrive on the planet and know what to do. You know, at the end of the day, we only know what we're doing because we've been studying it for 20 plus years, you know, in some cases, you know, much longer. Um, but... <laughs> Every day. Absolutely. And, and that's that's the whole purpose of it. You know, when you leave school, your education doesn't stop. You know, you keep on studying, you keep on developing your mind um and and that's something we need to again keep fostering into people joe have you got anything that you want to add to the show before we wrap up for today very last thing and it's off of what you just said y'all I, I can't remember if a if an adult reads an entire book in one year they have read more than most people in the world in that yeah. year that's terrible um read I don't care if you listen to the book, if you look at it and read it, whatever. But remember, our children are always watching us. And what we have exposed to us, whether it's in the physical, whether it's in a book, we believe that it can be achieved. Mm -hmm. And so if we not force, but push and direct a little bit, you know, go, go spend 15 minutes reading. Once they get caught into yeah. it. 15 turns into an hour like that. And then they don't want to put it down, but they're like, mom, you will not believe I read this, 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 and this. That would be so much fun. Now it's a possibility. And so reading and instilling that into our children, the importance of is so important that's fading away. So I yeah. do highly suggest that. And I'm so thankful that y'all listened to me rant today. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the whole thing is, Joe, you know, when... Um... Last year, again, you know, amazing year for me and, and a lot of stuff. But when I tell people I listened to 763 books last year, their faces drop. And, they, you know, and again, I said, well, you could do that as well. And, uh, and they're like, how on earth did you find time to listen? And I want to be very specific. I listened to 763 books because the way my eyes function and everything. Um, I found ways that I could absorb information that I could learn. Um, 
And, and the look on their faces, like I said, is like, but how did you manage to do that? I said, simple. I, I work from home. I paint. So I put on audio books. <laughs> I just let them go round and round and round. And I'm absorbing all the information all the time because I'm absorbing it in spirit. And it's literally going into my mind. And this is how you become an expert on something. If you do something, they say, for three years and you study it every single day for one hour minimum, um, you will become an expert in that. What that makes me now, I don't know. But anyway, uh, after 20 Crazy. years. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> a master. Um, but I found, John, when I listen to something, I retain it so yeah. much better. Definitely. Because you can also see what someone is describing into your mind, because we see in pictures. Joe, what, one thing that I do want to add, just before we do uh, wrap up the show for today, is when, I was, uh, when we built the art school a couple of years ago, one of the things that I found with regards to imagination was that when we don't use it, it actually fades after 35 years old. Um, and we have a lot of it. Now, it can be, you know, reignited and brought back to life and everything under the right circumstances. But again, it's like anything. Why would you want something so amazing, so creative to just disappear? Don't allow it to, you know, every day do something. Because as just said, you might, you might read a book or you might hear a book. And then you might be inspired to write your own short story. And if you're a you know, boy or girl, you know, watching this 10 or 15 years old, you know, you might just start with uh, short stories and you might end up with a book of short stories that you want to publish on Amazon. You got an income source there. That's that's there's another Absolutely income source. Right. For you. You're building no. you're building assets, and then it, the stories build and build and build, and before you know it, you've got you know a series of 13, 14 books that's going to change the world. And you know, now I will tell you, Maddie got a book, and it's it's actually like a coloring art book, mm -hmm. and she loved it so much, and she was just waiting for it to come, waiting, 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 and she she's finished it like that. So, man, mom, I said, well, you know, and this is what we have to do to our kids. We have to encourage and direct. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, honey, well, make one like it. And then yeah. you can you can sell it. Mom, but I, it, it's too hard. It, it'll be just like that. Okay, well, honey, in order to create something of your own, it has to be changed this much of a percentage. And that's when we go into the teaching. And now she's in the process of creating her own book, which go. we can talk about more. But you reminded me of it. So, that's so <laughs> awesome. but you know, that's it. You literally break it down, it becomes simple. You know, it, it's one of the things I do with authors all the time. And, and now, for whatever reason, I get put into the stratosphere of, oh, you know, well, you're a successful author. And it's like, uh okay that's still weird to me to have that and that's that's a conversation for another time it's really weird but when people say that and i'm like okay well the first thing that i would say to any aspiring author is don't think about trying to write the whole book or trying to edit the whole book just edit one blooming chapter you know and then when you edit one chapter hopefully you get sucked back into the story and you know don't don't try and eat the elephant whole you know this was advice that was given me just start piece by piece yes yes and when someone tells you that you are a author be like john because i know he wanted to say it say yes i am thank you <laughs> oh i know <laughs> i am it's just it's when someone else refers to you like that it's like oh when did that when did that transition happen so quickly you know um, but again, again people see us when we don't see ourselves correct and it happens because that's what i present to the world well, folks, we are out of time. I hope you've had a blast. We have had a blast doing this. Now, you got to come back next week to listen to a very special show uh, where we're going to talk about financial intelligence. We're going to be talking about a whole plethora of things next week. Uh, and if you guys have got any questions for us, of course, don't forget to comment in that comment section below. Don't forget, if you are struggling with your website, head to thebattleswealface.com forward slash 
uh, fix my website or just click that button in the caption section below and uh, you'll be straight in there. And again, if you're struggling, get in touch with us. We are here to help. Um, so from Joe and myself, I hope you guys have a phenomenal week. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Until next time, take care. God bless. And I will see you simply, same time next week. Have fun, guys. Yeah.